Ooh, that's a fire right there from Justin Timberlake. Tell me that song does not get you vibing right there. What's up, you guys? This is your boy, Sina Azari, CEO Accredited on this beautiful Friday. You know, I got my man, the People's Advisor, Matt Franchina. In What's the studio. going on, people? It's another beautiful Friday, and it's I'm a, pumped to be here. <laughs> it's an amazing day, right? Yeah, it is. Man, the weather's so nice out there. Well, I am fired up, you guys, to introduce to you our guest, uh, who fortunately happens to be a local in Orange County, but the guy is just a real estate mogul, crushing it, 15 years experience in the business. Many of you already know him. If you don't, you're going to learn a lot more about his journey and find him out there. Mr. Andrew Drew D'Angelo. What's up, Drew? How you been, What's man? What's up? How are you guys? <laughs> We're fired up, man. Yeah, I love it. A little bit of rendezvous, huh? Yeah, a little rendezvous. Is it rendezvous? Is that what it is? Or deja vu? Deja, deja vu. vu. Deja vu. Deja vu. Rendezvous. Deja vu. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Hey, bro. Hey. Sorry, man. I'm deja vu, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best way to intro right there, man. So are, are your roots in Orange County? Are you from Orange County? Born I am. And raised? Born in Los Angeles at Daniel Freeman and then moved immediately to Orange County. So been here for... 39 years. 39 years? Yes. That sounds like a, um, you've seen a lot of change, right? Because if you've been born and raised in the OC and we've had some development here, I know the same being born and raised. Like, mm -hmm. What do you think about it? All the development that's happened, is it good, bad, indifferent? Um, that's a great question. Yes, there's been a lot of development that has happened in Orange County. I've seen the kind of evolution from why they call it Orange County to what it is now, which is kind of a real estate mecca on the West Coast. I love it. I'm a developer, so I'm pro-growth. Um, pro-growth, I, I, I love that. I am, but you know, uh, what a lot of developers deal with is CEQA, which is the California Environmental Quality Act. And so they have environmental impact reports, they have mitigated negative declarations, so you have open space like Laguna Canyon, um, and areas that are you know, mitigation banks for you know, what you do when you impact something in Orange County. And so um, I think it's great. I love it. We could see, uh, you know, probably some more commercial, good commercial developments, and uh, we should go vertical. I think we need more condo towers. That's cool. I like that. Go vertical. Yeah. It, it is happening, right? I mean, yeah. not not like Miami or places like that, but no, it is. No, no. We, we've got the condos coming in. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, not being as knowledgeable as you sure. in this space, I look at it and I think to myself, I'm like, where are all these people coming from? Right, like so, where where are they coming? Are they just people who are being, who are aging into needing a place to live that already live here, or are we just bringing people from the masses from across the country? It's a combination of everything. I mean, you have to think about what California looks like to a Midwesterner, right, or an East Coast person who has to deal with all of this weather. That's we don't deal with. I mean, the seasons in California is it's either rainy or it's kind of cloudy and sunny. I mean, we don't really go through the seasons. So. You know, and if you have an affordable product in Orange County, let's say you're living in the Midwest and there's a product that's $300,000 and you can be close to the beach or have that lifestyle and have a job, people are going to move. So you have a lot of you know transients coming in from other places, but there's the millennials are a huge generation that is coming into the home buying area. And they're the largest demographic right now that we deal with um, in the residential side of real estate. So... So t take me through this journey. You're in land development. You're working with your father. You're, you're building amazing projects. Yep. How do you end up going into potentially connecting with the McMonagle team mm -hmm. and end up on Real Estate Wars? I mean, how does that transpire? Luck. <laughs> <laughs> Just plain and simple luck. No, it was, um, 
you know, after the economy crashed, it was kind of uh, write a business plan, right? And figure out something to do because you have to reinvent yourself. And there was a lot of us developers out there that had to figure out what we wanted to do to make a buck and survive. And I had a new child at that time. And I went out, uh, created a private equity fund, catered to a business model that I had written and had blessed and was fortunate enough to um, be able to kind of get into real estate through that. And luckily I had a mentor in John McMonagle, who was my parents' realtor, um, kind of say, hey, come on board and I'll teach you what I know. And just, again, it was one of those things in life, literally don't talk, watch what I do, take my advice and implement it. And that's what I did. Real Estate Wars came about as a result of me being in the right place at the right time. That's all it was. It was something like I feel like I manifested in my life because I always felt like I wanted to be on TV, um, not knowing everything that it entailed. It just sounded like something really cool to do. Uh, and I got a phone call one day from World of Wonder Productions, and the lady called me and said, hey, we want to do a Skype call. I was not the nicest person to her. I was kind of like, okay, because I thought it was a joke. And ended up calling a friend and calling John, and John said, it's legit, call her back. So I did, and it was legit. And we literally went from the phone call, Skype interview, to contract, to filming. That's amazing. Yeah. How, how, has, how has that changed your life as far as being you know, behind the camera, people following you, uh, your privacy? <clears throat> I mean, how has that impacted you on a personal front? On a personal front, it was you have to kind of understand who you are. You know, a lot of people, I think, get lost in the celebrity type, and I'm by no way a celebrity, but they get lost in wanting to be on the camera all the time and not really understanding who they are going into that, right? For me, through my life of being a dad, you know, and uh, being sober as long as I've been sober and kind of reinventing myself and living by a set of principles and having kind of faith as my foundation, I knew who I was. So for me, it was like, okay, we're going to do this. It was just like another job. Right? The time sacrifice was great because I had developments, I had active listings, I have clients. Above all else, I have a family. Right, And how do you fit all of those things into a 24-hour period? And I mean, only because I have a great wife and supportive wife that I was able to do all of those things. And that's it. It was crazy. It was like five hours a day right, of filming and then back to work. Right? and get ready for the next day. So what are you gonna wear, what are you gonna do, where are we gonna meet, and you know, what are you gonna sell, right? Like, what are you doing today that's gonna make you money? And that was what we did for a year of our life. How much of an impact did that show have on your business? It had an impact, not immediately. It's more um, added credibility to what we are doing and how we are, because it might, who I am on that show is who I am in real life. You know, I was not out to be the center of attention. Um, I, I approach things with humility and gratitude first um, so that I can open up the blessings that may come from whatever experience that is. And it, it just adds credibility. So when a client like Googles you, right, it's boom, you have that as like kind of your media kit or okay, I, this guy's legit, this is who he is. Like, you don't see a different character on TV than you see in real person, right? Um, and so as the, the longer the show has not been, like, filming, right, and on, so to speak, 
the bigger my business has grown as a result of it kind of getting now out to the masses a little bit more and people starting to realize like, okay, these guys are really legit agents. They're not just TV stars, right? right? So it's, it's had a really good impact um, in a lot of different areas. And, and most importantly on the development side, when I'm dealing with lenders, they know who I am, so it's pretty cool. That's cool. When I'm dealing with investors, you know, my friends and family that come in, um, it's like, this is great. You know, we know that we're dealing business with somebody that has principles, you know? That's cool. You yeah. mentioned luck, right? Like it all happened because of luck. How yeah. much do you believe in the idea of uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get? 100, <laughs> 1,000%, man, right? Like you're going to get, the thing about real estate that's really awesome and why I'm so passionate about it is you get out of it what you put into it, right? Like you have to be systematic in your approach. You have to be methodical in how you think about these things and plan it out and think before you act. But if you have a pretty good plan in place and you execute that, you're going to get everything out of it that you put into it, right? And so it, it's, I'm a thousand percent a believer in that. Awesome. So you have a, a real estate agent that is working on, they just got licensed now, mm -hmm. they're in their early 20s, young guy or gal. What would be, you know, maybe the, the first thing that you'd recommend they focus on to, to really get a good start in building their business? Save your money. Be able to pay for marketing. Nobody's going to do it for you. Uh, prepare yourself for rejection. Um, Understand that people say no more than they say yes, and be that you know that change factor when it comes to negotiations, right? Be able to grind um, and put in the work that others aren't. You know, it's not about partying if you're in your early 20s. It's about you know when when your friends are out partying, you're out door knocking, you're out doing something different to differentiate yourself and separate yourself so that you become that cream and not the copy. That's cool, man. How have you seen marketing change? I mean, you've been in it for a while. Um. It used to be just solely print, right, and TV, and now it's social media. And for me, being the age that I am, you know, I caught on to social media late. Honestly, I did. I mean, I had like 40 followers when I went into the show, right? <laughs> now it's 7,300 or whatever, but it's such a powerful tool that you see immediately effective. Um, so social media, the print ads, that you do now are a little bit different. You know, you, you, there's so many rules and regs that CAR has um, on what you can actually advertise, right? So it's just a matter of how you get that out and mix it with social media. It's just a completely different ballgame than it used to be, right? Is the ROI on a bus bench the same as it was? <laughs> like realtors are notorious, right, for having their faces on all the uh, bus, bus benches or shopping, you carts. Know, shopping carts. I don't do that. You know, personally, I'm, I'm not that guy that's, you know, going to have somebody sit on my face. But <laughs> <laughs> but in general, um, I'm not sure. You know, you'd have to ask the guys that do it. I think if you're going to do marketing, make sure that it's social media. Make sure you pay for videos. Make sure that you are, you know, dropping two mail campaigns a month for your farm. Uh, make sure you're staying active. Make sure you're, you're following up at least five phone calls a day with your sphere of influence. Just follow those simple rules. You're going to be successful, right? Get well engaged said. with people. And that's the most important thing is stay engaged and stay current with it. Um, and don't try to be somebody you're not because that you'll epically fail at that point. Well said. Yeah. So I know that you, you have a guest with you today, and I want yeah. to ask you about tell, tell me about uh, what, you're, what you're doing outside of real estate. Maybe introduce us to your, to your friend here. Uh, we got McLean, yeah, in, McLean. in the studio what today. Up? What's up, McLean? 
So tell us what's going on at McLean's with you today, Drew. So I got a uh, another phone call um, that I was blessed to receive from a good friend of mine. We call him Tito. And, uh, Uncle? Uh, not Uncle Tito. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. But, but a good friend of mine who, who we came up in Newport together with my boys. And um, he said, look, this kid is in J. Sarah. He's doing well. He's kind of a superstar, and he wants to be like you. He kind of knows you from the show, and he wants to do real estate maybe. But he's got this internship program at J. Sarah. Would you be interested in doing it and give him a call? So he gave me his number. I called him, and um, this little guy, not so little, <laughs> answered the phone, and we started wrapping out. And then he put me in touch with his teacher, and it's this – very cool program that's this mentorship program that J. Sarah puts on for their business um, school, if you will. Is that right? The business yeah, school? That's cool. And um, he's been with me for about four months, and he gets to see kind of what we do as realtors. And I've been really hard on him about staying accountable. You know, if I give you a task, make sure that task is done. He's getting ready to head into college, and uh, it's just been a blast to kind of watch him blossom a little bit and ask questions rather than you know be shy he was shy at first because awesome. i think he got a little intimidated when he saw hoda and we were hanging out and doing videos and the like and it was it was really cool it's been cool to kind of see him come cool. out of the show a little bit That's awesome. so so what's next from the the you know filming tv standpoint do you see a direction that you'll influence yourself or uh, season two coming what's up we'd love season two um you know we were in contact with the network about what does that look like where did we end up um, if not the season two, then Hoda and I are definitely interested in pitching a show called Life in HD. And, um, <laughs> That's so cool, man. Know, Life in HD. Life in HD, talking wow, about us. that is cool. And the evolution of our brand and kind of what we do as, you know, agents in the business and what differentiates us. But most importantly, how we live our life and what's important to us. Because we both, you know, come from such different backgrounds, um, but we have the same drive, Right. And we approach things with the positivity, not negativity. And we look for, you know, attaining wisdom in all the transactions that we have and all the experiences that we have. And that's what makes us, I think, a little bit different than some of the other teams that are out there. So, so you talked about, um, you know, drive and motivation. Right. Why? Like for you, what is that? I want to leave a legacy for my kids. You know, my dad, it's an emotional subject for me. I never wanted for anything as a kid, you know. Um, I have two sets of families. I have a, a real dad and a stepmom, and obviously a real dad. It's funny. A stepdad and a uh, mom, right? So they got remarried when I was like a year old. And so I had two sets of families that both worked very hard, and um, I never dealt with poverty, and I never had to deal with um, wanting so much. I was always taught respect, um, you know, honor your parents, and so for me, having that legacy and being, being faith-driven, right? Like my big thing is my faith in Christianity. I want to leave a legacy that my kids can be proud of, right? I want to leave a legacy that, look, daddy may have built this and he may have done that, but he always gave, right? And if you come into my family and you ask my kids, hey, what does daddy always say? It's better to give than receive. And that's why I work so hard is because I constantly want to give not receive and the more I'm in work and the more I'm in grind mode and the more I'm out there doing the less I'm expecting right and the more you do the less you expect and the more you do the more you make the more you give the less you receive amen man that's beautiful so 
awesome way of breaking it down because a lot of people have a hard time like unpackaging that type mm-hmm. of a question. So to go with what you're talking about here, you know, being a Christian and being on a show and not on like a Christian network or anything like that. Right. Have you ever been faced with times where you sort of have to make a decision that's not the direction that maybe people want you to go? Hundred percent. And how does that work out? And I believe that it pans out in the right way because you're being led by what's yeah you know the the, the right it, ground. It but. it always you're always faced in with those challenges, right? With something that may not be based in your faith. In general, um, you just always follow your principles. Right? And if you follow your principles, God will always, in my opinion, give you an alternative. Right, And it's pretty simple. I mean, once you kind of walk in faith and not just believe, right, mm-hmm. you figure out really quickly what those are. And so even though I've been faced with those types of challenges, because they are challenging, um, you just you live based upon your principles and you follow those. And if you do that, then it all works out. And it did. And I, I was never put in a position where, you know, my I set my boundaries first and foremost early on. I said, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I'll do. This is what I will not do. And even though, the, you know, sometimes the boundaries were pushed, I always followed my principles. And, again, it seemed to work out. You've done a great job keeping your personal life pretty private. Right. Um, so how does that come in play? I mean, it was it, was there any pressure from the show of, hey, we want to go into your house? and, and Tremendous. I mean, it consistently? I mean, how does that consistently. work? And you're just like, no, no, no. I mean, well, they want to create a whole picture of who you are, right? And I understand from a network perspective, it's like, hey, we want to get a whole picture of your life. But that's not what the show is about. It's not about my life. It's about what I do with my life in this business that we're talking about, hence the name, Real Estate Wars. How do you go out into the real estate market and war against each other? Or, you know, what is that war? How do you define that? And that's what I constantly had to go back with. And it's just a matter of, again, setting your principles. And, you know, I don't make a decision without my wife. And if my wife says no, then that means no. Was your wife ever on the show or no? No. Okay. No. We had an opportunity where it finally came after the producer talking with her, like, hey, I think it would be important for this. You know, where she kind of said, okay, I think we can do it, and here's how we can do it. But at that time, it was kind of irrelevant. That's cool. So we just, we moved on. And then uh, do the editors portray the show as it really was depicted in life? Or 100%. It was? Yeah. I okay. mean, everything you see on the show was not like, hey, we're, we're going to leave the camera and we're different people. Like, No, not you guys, but just as far as them putting together the segments and the pieces, the emotions, the responses, was it all sure. in sync with what really took place? It was all in sync with what That's really cool. took place. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. So would you do it again? I, 100%. Hundred percent. I'd love to have another opportunity of doing something like that. Well, I think life in HD sounds like fire to me, man. And then yeah. going going into this this real estate wars, how is the the real relationship with the the other guys or gals? Yeah, uh, your competing brokerage. Irrelevance. <laughs> oh man, yeah. irrelevance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm sorry. Are you guys all buddies then? Or? You know, I'm friends with every one of them. I'm I'm like the favorite of that team, and and not to speak highly of myself, but again, if you live a certain way. People pick up on that, and you're not this adversary, right? And we're all cool. I mean, I know Casey very well. Uh, Spiro is a very good friend of mine, mentor of mine. I know JoJo. I respect That's her. Cool. JoJo is my neighbor, man. Like, she lives three doors down. That is so oh, cool. Wow. It's crazy. So is it a recruiting war right there, then? Does she try to have you join that side? They did. They <laughs> did. They didn't film it. They filmed a lot of stuff, man. I mean, if they wanted two more seasons, they could have. 
I mean, a year worth of filming. There was a lot of stuff, oh, and there was sure. a lot of good stuff. So, but they tried to get me over there, and I have no interest in joining any other team. And did, did this filming uh, sort of introduce you to make sort of a, like another career route part of your journey? Um, like, have you considered going that way, where you're more in front of the camera? I should say it 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 opened my eyes up to the power of what that creates, right? and how to implement that into where I'm at. You know, I never think of that as something I want to do as a career. It's more, I want to do this as, how can I leverage it? How can I use it for what Hoda and I are doing as HD? How can I use it for the development? What experiences can I attain? What wisdom did I grab? And how can I leverage all of it, right? And use it to the best of my ability. And then, you know, how can I, how can I use this platform also to talk about my faith, right? and how that's led me to where I'm at, and I wouldn't be nowhere without that. So, cool. that's where it leads me, man. It is everything, right? Yeah, it is everything, it's all or nothing. Yeah, absolutely, so what about in um, like, you know, casual time, what, what do you do, if you have any time at all to blow off steam or have fun, like what, what are do. some hobbies or things that you like to I do? I do, part of being successful is compartmentalizing your life and putting what's important. I work out every day with my wife, we have day dates all the time, um, I spend time with my children. I do homework. I take them to school every day. Um, you know, what I do for fun, I surf, I play tennis, uh, I spend time with my family, right? Yes, yeah, cool. Um, Sundays are non-work days. I think I've done maybe one open house on a Sunday. It's typically church, brunch, hang out with the fam, you know, and uh, work shred on... The, shred the gnar. Yeah, work, work on that. <laughs> <laughs> no one says that, huh? No one says that, right? Oh. You God. like that, right? That's like the kookiest thing ever. Right? I, I learned that from these guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I surf a lot before work and we'll right. come in here and like that's kind of the running joke all yeah. the time. Right? Shred the knob. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's part of, that used to be my church before I found Christ, right? That's cool, man. Um, so yeah, I, th there's times where, you know, I do a lot of fun stuff. Life is full, um, but it's, it's my life. You know, it's not, I'm not uh, beholden to anything or anybody, right? Real estate is just part of that, part of my life. So blessed, man. That's awesome. So I came across something I, I was going to ask you earlier, and I just remembered. But what do you think of the technology that's coming out, like AR and AI and all this stuff in, in real estate? Like I've seen a few open houses now where you know you can walk the whole house. You could put on the Oculus goggles and, yep. and do all that. Are you dabbling in any of that? And yeah, so we do that with um, – that's really good for new developments. So being a developer, that's something that you have – where it used to be, you know, you come to a sales office, you go from the sales office and walk the home. Um, you know, having the ability to walk the home under a 3D rendering, you know, and know all of the floor plans and see the spec level is powerful. So it's, it's a new way to do things. Um, and then also having floor plans created, you know, the, like the 360, uh, or we use a company called Focus 360, but having that 360, um, floor plan that you can look at when you're on the MLS too that's created by agents where somebody that's not from here can walk through the floor plan not necessarily put on the goggles it's just sick I mean it, it's the future it's the way that things are going to go you know um, I don't see it being a problem and I don't see it eliminating agents because at the end of the day agents have to get in there and sell the product how about with all these uh, websites that are trying to essentially undercut commissions and 
purple what is it purple block or purple door purple door yeah, is I mean, it purple road or i can keep brick? i can name the, i can oh, name purple them brick, all purple yeah. Brick. Yeah, purple, I mean, what's up with that you know they're coming one percent half i mean list open listings uh, does that has that affected you guys at all no you get what you're paid for with that man you know i mean um you, you just do i don't i don't think much about them you know i'm fortunate enough where you're in luxury sales where you don't deal a lot with that it's not that bread and butter you know Four hundred thousand to six hundred, six hundred fifty thousand dollar clientele that needs every dollar. You know, these guys want somebody that's going to pay for marketing. These guys don't pay for marketing. They're going to want somebody that understands how to build value when walking somebody through the home. Um, you know, and how to tell the story, right? These guys don't tell stories about this is why the client did this. You know, this is the memory that they shared. You know, part of our job is to share the inspiration of our clients to help build value, right? These guys don't do that. So again. I don't, they don't matter to me. Like that, man. Wow. Yeah. It's so you're not that. you're not allowing yourself to be disrupted by that. No, man. <laughs> I mean, look, there, there's always somebody that's going to try to do your job for less, right? Um, and as a group in real estate, as agents, as a community, if you will, that's a better way to put it. You all share something in common, which is you all went to school to do what you do. You all have different experiences to do what you do. Um, and there's somebody that's always going to come up with like a, a gimmick and that's all it is it's like hey guess what i can sell your house for a half a point we're going to do no marketing we're going to use our database which is you know kind of second par to everything else and hopefully we'll sell your home for 85 percent of what it's worth right that's just it, it doesn't disrupt us. i think what things like that do is they create a more solid line between a real good agent or professional in that mm -hmm. business and it disrupts all the ones who really shouldn't have been there in the first place right I think so or at least it'll uh, they're the ones that are gonna be worried about it very eloquently said um, I think that that is exactly what it does you know the guys that are worried about that are the guys that aren't doing volume and the guys that don't particularly think about their client first right um, if you're worried about your commission rather than making your client fulfilling your goals, right, and executing your plan that you have for that asset, you got a problem. You should probably think about not being in real estate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because no, like no one is upset to pay for things that they feel they got as much or more than what they thought they were going to pay for. It's the original sales pitch, man. You go in, you meet with a client, you talk to them, and the first question I always ask clients is, what is your inspiration, right? What makes you tick? Help me understand who you are as a person. So that I can help tell the story, you know. If they're a family man, look, we're gonna bond. You know, if it's a family that that grew up in the house, tell me about their stories. You know, walk me through why there's a notch in that door. You know, help me understand some of the things that were created here, so that I can get inspired and excited about selling this specific product. You know, and maybe a new family coming in that wants those same things. How do you do that? Um, and you just talk about. The pitch right like here's the value that you're you're creating or we're creating for you it's not some of it's hey here's what we've done in the past here's the records we've set this and that but all of that doesn't matter at the end of the day it's how do you vibe with that person you know are you listening again to what your client is saying or potential client is saying saying or are you pitching right the pitch is not a pitch it's sit there and listen to somebody talk about how they work if you can understand that then you can work together
speaking knowledge right here. I love this. So, Drew, are you are you mentoring other agents? Are you building a team? We are trying. We're hiring okay. right now for sure. Um, when you say we, I'm talking about is it the HD team or the Drew? H- okay. So we created our own brand within a brand. Okay. Right. So there's the McMonagle Group, which is our broker. Okay. And then we created the HD team. Okay. And so the HD team is hiring agents looking to kind of break into the business and learn. And so I've mentored a couple different agents, um, but it's, you know, some haven't cut it. If you're not willing to work, then don't bother applying. And then how long have you guys put this uh, partnership together to start the HDT? So we actually started when we started filming about a year and a half ago. Okay. And we never looked back. Cool. And it was something that it was really, we were selling a property in Woodland Hills. And I was thinking about- Oh, you guys going far out there too then? Yeah, we're literally from Santa Barbara to San Diego. So we can cover all of that. And that's the marketplace that I understand. I mean, I look at all the different demographics, all the data points. I look at real-time analytics to understand, you know, in these various areas what's happening. And being a developer, you kind of have to understand the global marketplace to understand how to be good in your microclimate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that only adds to being a good real estate agent, right, is understanding data and how to read that data, interpret it, and then make it work for you. And um, so, yeah, we... About a year and a half, we just we were selling a property in uh, Woodland Hills, and it was like Hoda and Drew, and I was like, "What's something catchy, right?" And so I told Hoda, and I thought I think she thought it was lame at first because she's like HD, like 2017, right? <laughs> What's HD, right? There's like 4K, 5K now. What is that? That's funny. And so we, as we started to become more successful, I started to tag it a little bit more, and then she finally bought in, and I'm like, "Yes." Because um, there would be no HD team without Hoda, you know. That's cool. So That's I just awesome. never look back, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you see yourself having a um, – or what am I trying to say here? How much of an edge do you think you have on the competition because you're a developer and a real estate agent versus someone who's just a real estate agent? Um, I think I have a very big edge. Yeah. I understand what it takes not to sell a home but to actually build a home and even before that what it takes to entitle that and before that what it takes to plan – you know, that street, why that street's curved a little bit, why there's a certain grade on the sidewalk, why there's a curb cut, what happens, what are the costs associated with that, what do lateral lines mean, you know, sewer, gas, electric, what are wet and dry utilities. I mean, there's a big advantage that I have when it comes to selling the homes that we sell. So are those some of the things that someone who's part of the HD team is going to get infused with and learn and like that's a added advantage to working with you guys? Knowledge is only knowledge, man, if you give it away, right? You know, because if it's it's all to you and you keep it to yourself, then what good is it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like the Bible, man. It's the word you carry forward, right? Becomes more and more and more, um, and that's kind of what I want to do is just teach people how to be better at their craft, right? And I have mentors myself that are younger than me that are better at being agents than I am, that I look up to. You know, Kevin Sturdivant's one of those guys. John McMonagall for sure. Tim Smith, John Kane. I mean, those guys are beasts at what they do. But when it comes to value and understanding the housing market in general, I think there's a big advantage that we have. And I'd love to teach whoever wanted to join our team that. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you know a lot. You've forgotten more than most people know. <laughs> and you're being really humble, which is Yeah, awesome. incredibly humble, man. Oh, well, thank you. That's so if uh, for the listeners out there, right, if you could leave them with a just – awesome sense of inspiration or or words of wisdom what would you give to someone to walk away with never give up 
be you. Look in the mirror and tell yourself who you're going to be every single day. Go out and be that person. Don't let yourself down. Wow, man. Words That's of power cool. right there. Mr. Drew D'Angelo, thank you so much for your time this Friday, the People's Advisor. Thank you. Seen as our CEO credit, my, my friend, continued blessings. Continued blessings. Uh, I appreciate too. everything that you shared with us. I took so much personal value just listening to this interview, being part of it. I'm blessed. McLean, man, you got an amazing mentor, and thank you for your time being thank with you. us today, too, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. You guys enjoy your day. Peace. Peace.